Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Boyven, here with my co-host, Laurel Holland. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Hi, Laurel. How are you today? I'm doing really well today. How are you? I'm doing well. We have a topic that um, is uh, really rich and a little scary for our listeners today. (laughs) But don't be scared away because we're going to help you. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it together. We're going to help each other. (laughs) That's right. I I welcome any listeners who might be a little bit scared or intimidated about this topic because I'm right there with you. I know, I know. So the topic is letting go of relationships, moving on. And when we're doing the beautiful work and we're doing our inner work and we're growing and changing and we're really truly living into a more authentic version of ourselves, we do oftentimes find ourselves moving on from relationships or outgrowing in relationships if other people aren't changing. And it can be very tricky to manage well and feel good about, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, so much of... So, so take much- it over, Laurel. I'm going to let you just speak into that. <laughs> no. You're on your own. No, <laughs> just kidding, everybody out there. I'm going to do my best to stay with it. Wait, are you are you moving on? Is this, is, is our on. relationship is our relationship done? Is that what That's I right. <laughs> I'm going to give you the hard stuff. Oh boy. Well, you know, this is a tough topic because I think we, you know, m- many. Uh, I'll speak right from me. You know, my loyalty. I I am deeply loyal, right? Yeah. I, I am in relationship for many reasons, some of which are simply loyalty, right? right. And it is a really hard place to, to be when loyalty is not enough to sustain a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship. Beautiful. And that was, I love that sentence. I just feel like that, that, that sentence in and of itself is one that everybody could is worth writing down and really thinking about and like mulling over a little bit, right? Right. When loyalty is not enough to sustain a healthy friendship. And we're going to come back and we're going to um, uh, do a whole podcast on loyalty. So keep, keep your ears and your eyes out for that. That's coming up real soon um, because we do feel like that's a, that's a, it's an important topic to address directly. Um, so we're not going to get into a lot of that today, but we will come back and, and hit that more, more fully yes, in another yes. podcast. Cause there's so much yes. today that, you know, we want to touch on and, and open up to, but I'm glad that you brought that up. And I, and I think that sentence, literally that sentence is a beautiful sentence to, to help somebody start to identify, you know, if they are, feeling like the relationship is losing its energy, losing your own personal desire to be there, your own interest to, to wonder about where the loyalty factor is to help you sort through, you know, is that all there is that's left? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And, and it might be just enough to spur you into cultivating more, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know our conversation today is about letting go of relationships and moving on, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's just moving on into a different type of relationship, right? Yeah. 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 Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have to leave the relationship entirely to create a new relationship with someone. Yeah. Right. And so I right. think oftentimes about family in this, mm-hmm. in this category, you know, we, we, we grow up believing family is, you know, forever, forever, <laughs> right. <laughs> Through thick and thin yeah. it's blood relations. Yeah. And yeah. so how can you move on from an unhealthy relationship without leaving the relationship? That's one without, question. And then, yeah. you know, then, then how, how can you maybe move on and let go of that relationship? Right, right. These are tough questions. They are tough questions. And I, I will say for me, my lessons came early on when I was, um, you know, going uh, in my 30s, and I started doing uh, going to adult child of alcoholics meetings and really looking at my family system, and the relationships that were there. And recognizing that I number one, you know, like, and we were talking about in our last podcast, taking responsibility for things that were my responsibility. And my dilemma was, I am a loyal person. I'm a family person. I'm a person who loves and commits to people, right? And so to be in that family of origin and feel like I still wanted to to make myself available if I could, it was the question was how to do it in a way where I would only do it if it was going to be a healthy, you know, productive, positive relationship. And so to begin to withdraw the way I was showing up in unhealthy ways just started to slowly change and alter the relationship, right? I was letting go in certain kinds of ways without abandoning the relationship, Ab- so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is a, a beautiful way to say it. When you think about, you know, in a relationship before we move on, you know, how can we show up differently in that relationship or create boundaries within the relationship so that we can still be in relationship in a way that is healthy and serves us. Right. Right, So, you know, I think that's a, there are a lot of things that are kind of that, the preliminary steps to deciding Mm -hmm. if it is time to move on completely from a relationship. Right. 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 And or and and to find out if it's a viable relationship in any way. Right. Right. And also and also to honor like, you know, with with family. Right. Um, You know, I know in my family, as I withdrew. Right. uh, I didn't have like my, my family didn't like come after me. Right. And try to be like insist that I stay doing certain things or whatever. They didn't guilt me. So I think everybody, again, is different because in some family relationships that might happen. You know, you you might not be able to stay available to people because they might they might take take a, you know, uh, take advantage of you no matter what. And so everybody's different. You know, we're not saying you, you, you can definitely stay you know, in a relationship or maintain something, 
because that might not necessarily be the case. You know, luckily I was able to to do that in my situation, um, even loosely, but that isn't always the case for everybody. It is not. And and yeah. when you think that relationships are really the, the combination of the roles of each party in the relationship, yeah. as you change your role in the relationship, the relationship will change, right? Right, right. And so even if, you know, the other parties don't let you leave or move on, even if you are still bound in relationship, you know, what changes can you make that will change the relationship enough so that there's at least, you know, some healthy boundaries, right? Some, some reason for you to still be in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking as you were talking, I was I was remembering. Um, well, the first thing that came up was a great exercise that you just kind of ultimately invited um, listeners into, but we didn't say it directly. Was um, what What are the roles that you play in any relationship? So, if you're struggling with the relationship and you're wondering, you know, what's my part in this or what's not working, right? One of the ways to do it is to begin to identify how do you show up? What's the role that you show up in? And if you don't know how to map that out or work that out, what was coming up for me was um, one of Carolyn Mace's books, Carolyn Mace, uh, and it had to do with, I think it was like an archetypes book, right? Do you know what book I'm talking about? No, but... (laughs) I'm thinking oh. about the soul, the sacred contracts book that yes, she wrote. It is that's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Right. Right. It has the 12 main ar- archetypes, right? That you, so one of them is rescuer. One of them is victim. Uh, one of them is prostitute. One of them is, you know, uh, um, caretaker or whatever. Right. So how are you, what are your, how are you primarily sh- be able to identify? How are you primarily showing up in that relationship? Right. And so for me, you know, in a lot of my family, I was trying to rescue people, right? I was trying to be the helper, the doer, the rescuer. And so the moment that I started to withdraw and not be in that role, and now I'm just in a role of, hey, I could be your friend, or I could just be, you know, your, your confidant maybe, but I'm not going to try to save you anymore. Suddenly things start to change, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, I use, I use roles, responsibility, and relationship a lot in my coaching. And, you know, when you think about in the workplace, what is your role in each of your relationships? Yeah. And are you overstepping that role? Are you, you know, are you, is conflict created because someone else has the exact same role in that same relationship? Like once you start to really look at what is my role and you can do this in your personal life just as well as in your in your professional yeah, workplace life. Yeah. But what is my role in each of my relationships? And am I am I taking responsibility for my actions and choices in that role? Yeah. Right. Right. And how is there, you know, I think uh, we have like some spoken agreements in the relationship of how we're going to behave and what we're going to do and what we're going to take on as roles. And then there's a lot of unspoken too. Absolutely. And so to try to map that out is an interesting process as well, isn't it? Yeah, It really is. And then when you think about the, you know, the unspoken, you know, how do we come with into relationship with these beliefs of how the relationship should be? Yeah. 
um, without really kind of doing the self-check of, am I living up to my role in this relationship? Right, right, right. You know, so much and of if what, I want to change my role or I'm outgrowing my role, how do I do that? And how do I do it gracefully or communicate that even? Respectfully, well? absolutely. Respectfully, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is our responsibility to enter into relationships and leave relationships or move on, you know, with respect. That's our responsibility. Yeah, right, right. And I think that comes hard for women. I, you know, I oftentimes we we struggle speaking our needs, yep. you know, using know our I voice. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, decades ago, there was a book that I never read. I will admit this, but I was tempted called Why Women Leave. Oh, you know, oh, and I you think that, either, yeah. that that some of some of that is because we had we used our voice or stepped fully into our role. Yeah. Maybe we Could wouldn't have- be you know, with more respect, maybe the relationship wouldn't, maybe we wouldn't have to leave the relationship. I know. And I think that 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 speaks to, um, I kind of feel like there's this unspoken spoken thing, right? And so when we think about historically, how uh, men were the head of the household, and I'm using this in air quotes, everybody out there, you can't see me, but if you're on YouTube, you see me, I'm like, well, you know, be careful. Um, Yeah, but historically, we come from that way of life. Um, And yet, there's some natural abilities that women have to be a head of a household, or the leader in the in, in a family system that um, if we aren't allowed to bring, to be that leader, to be for, uh, you know, uh, we, don't, we don't claim it. We don't figure out how to step into that or we aren't allowed that. That's oftentimes where it, it becomes a very complex equation, right? To figure out how can we do that? And I do think, I love seeing that that is changing in the world. I do love, I, I, I see that so much in, in the next generation of families, people that I work with, the shared responsibility in households, women who are allowed to speak up and say what they think, and they have leadership and they have good ideas about all of it that can really lead the family well. So I do think that, I think, thankfully, you know, I see an evolution of that. Do you, do you feel like you see that too, Laura? I, I do. Yeah. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's really challenging our own sense of role. And so I, you know, when I think about we're multifaceted people, Mm -hmm. right? And are we willing to have multifaceted roles? Yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. am I willing to relinquish what I perceive my responsibility to be, you know, to my husband, right? Uh, Like part of that, part of being stuck in an old system is my continual, you know, repeat behavior, my patterns, right. my tendencies, right. my willingness to, yeah. to change. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yeah. And, and how dangerous it can feel sometimes to change. Because when we, when, as we're getting into this topic, and even just thinking in the family system, right? 
as parents, right, we generally want to be the protector of that family system. And so to change it can be a dangerous proposition, right? Because we don't know what the outcome is. Yeah. And so oftentimes we stay and, uh, and don't necessarily improve it, which is unfortunate because it's like staying in, this is more comfortable because I know it, you know? So I'm just going to do it, even though it's not really comfortable. It's not making me happy. It's not making anybody else happy. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And there we are. Mm-hmm. Loyalty all over again. Right. Yeah. And so let's talk yeah. about, you know, kind mm-hmm. of, I want, I want to leave our, our listeners with some thoughts about, about really taking responsibility for, for um, the choice of how we're in relationship with whom, right. Mm-hmm. How we start new relationships, maybe how we move on. I mean, all yeah. of those things. Yeah no different than any other part of our life, we have the the ability to do, we have the authority to do, right? We, mm-hmm. we can create our life simply by deciding where we want to be in relationship and how we want to show up, what role we want to play. And then, yeah. and then giving ourselves permission, if you will, as we grow to allow our life to grow with us and things to change, yeah. right? Right. And I think um, uh, as I was listening, what was coming up was was our, our willingness sometimes to just say the hard thing. So uh, let's think of an example. And I think this is, this is just like an example that I think speaks into it really well is, you know, if you have a friendship that you're growing and you're changing and you feel like the other person isn't, and, and the conversations maybe feel stale or old or you're always talking about other people and you don't want to do that anymore, whatever it is. Like, how do you, you know, as let's say you start withdrawing and you, you don't want to spend as much time and the other person is willing to say the hard thing and say, wow, it seems like you don't want to hang around anymore, you know, and when it, now it's your turn to say the hard thing, which is, I know, yeah, you're right. And I think it's because, and then tell the truth. I feel like a lot of times we end up gossiping about other people and I don't feel good about that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. It feels, I don't know, bad, or I don't feel good. You know, I don't want to show up that way in a friendship. Well, how do you actually go out and say that? <laughs> well, because that gives, the, because that does give the relationship, the, the other person, the opportunity to say, Oh, okay. And lesson because they do, they do want to still do that. So they can go on about their business with other people and do that. Or they can think about that and go, Oh, maybe I don't want to either. Right. And gives that up that relationship, the opportunity, like you said, to grow and evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if, imagine if we had those heartfelt, difficult conversations in relationships right from the get go. Right. Yeah. What yeah. if we really could bring that to relationships? You know, then yeah. we might not be at a place where we feel like we need to move on or get ourselves yeah. out of a relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I also think about everything in life as we know, you know, everything has a season, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I often wrestle with this. What is it that makes me think? a relationship doesn't have a season, right? It has right? to be forever. 
Yeah. Right. Um, right. And I, you know, when I have two daughters, as most of our listeners or some of our listeners may know, and you know, but when they were growing up, I all I used to tell them by the time they were teenagers and entering into relationships that relationships are based on the two people being at the same place at the same time, physically, emotionally, and now I add spiritually, right? Mm. But imagine if the end of a relationship was as simple as we're not in the same place physically and we outgrow each other we grow apart right what if we're not in the same place emotionally and it's as easy as when we're physically apart yeah but but somehow we put so much pressure you know to keep a relationship going even if we're not in the same place at the same time right right and and there's not enough whatever else is required to uh, remain witnessing one another or sharing, you know, in a way that feels like it's worthy of your time. Because that's the other thing that I, you know, I really want to say that that I think is so important in the world today and and in our lives today. We're people that often feel so stressed for time, enough time to do everything. And if you're engaging in relationships that aren't filling your bucket or feeling good, it's so easy to just be resentful of that and also feel the more time pressure. And why are you giving your time to that? Like really, who, who, who are you serving in that? And, and how are you hurting yourself ultimately, right? So it's self-care. What we're talking about in this, in this is ultimately really good self-care for everybody, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a great example. And I want to bring it back to my thought about two people being in the same place emotionally. If mm. my emotion is resentment yeah. and, and your emotion is contentment, right? Yeah. We're right. not in the same emotion. Right. And right. how can we, how can we bridge that gap? Mm. It, you know, it does. I mean, I don't want to dismiss that relationships do take an investment of time and emotion. Yes. And energy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That happens. But there are some relationships that really are not intended to be forced. They're not intended right. to be a lifetime, right? Yeah. 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 You know, if I'm learning and growing in a relationship, and so is the other person, it's really a good relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the mutual benefits of being in relationship, I think really are the foundation of a healthy relationship. I agree with you. I do. I do. Yeah. So I hope, I hope as you know, we've gone through this conversation with listeners that we've given you some thoughts about, um, you know, just some ideas about how to move on, you know, or how to begin to, if, if a relationship isn't, feeling like it's fitting in your life or working anymore, like hopefully some suggestions, you know, this idea of, of being able to be honest about saying, you know, time-wise or what doesn't fit anymore, or having that hard conversation, or just starting to, you know, have less time, you're busy doing other things, like being able to just start to work with the boundaries, with communication, examining your role, uh, changing the role, the way you're showing up, like beginning to do the, the dance of, 
if, if I need to move on from the relationship, right, how can I start to make the changes that I want to make before I just abandon it completely? Or if you know that you need to abandon the relationship for your own well-being, you know, how do you learn to stand there and say, I know this is really hard for me to say, I'm, uh, we haven't even hit this, right? So I'm just, maybe this is a good place for us to wrap up. But the idea of how do you say to somebody, it's really hard for me to say, but I, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. You know, and when we're breaking up with people romantically, you know, we oftentimes we, we do that. Hopefully we do it well. I had a beautiful breakup once. I won't share it right here, but it was the most beautiful thing. This guy broke up with me and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I felt like the best person, but I was broken up with. I was like, what? how did you do that? <laughs> um, but that's yeah, another episode. To, <laughs> that's another episode. Um, but to be able to just say, honestly, in a heartfelt way, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, and you're probably gonna have all kinds of feelings about that. And I'm sad, I'm sorry. You know, and also it's not your responsibility to hear all the bad feelings either, you know, or to take, to be dumped on, right? You can, if you want to, but, but to just, if you're ready to leave, you can, you're allowed to just say it and go. But yes. And I we think all have that's, permission to do that. It's yeah. so important to think about that, that, yeah. you know, as, as we asking for what we need, voicing what we need, right? Make, you know, that is really our ultimate responsibility in relationships to make sure that we're there for the right reasons and that when if when we can't be there for the right reasons that we respect the other person enough and ourselves Mm -hmm. to to leave to let go to let go and move on yeah and free them up to have a had to have a, a relationship that is really working for them, that they, that somebody that is honoring them or does appreciate them in ways that maybe we don't anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a, what a big topic, Laurel. A big Such a one. big topic. I think we're going to come back and revisit this one again too in the future. Don't you Laurel? <laughs> I do so much yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And thank you. You know, I was, I was thinking about, um, it just keeps like trickling into my mind. That book by Carolyn Mace, What Sacred Contracts? You knew it. Oh. I was like, do you know that book? And you're like, I don't think so. And then you said it. And I was like, yes, she does. <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite books because it really does imply that our soul makes contracts before we come into our earthly body and that the yeah. relationships that we are in are lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime. So, and I think uh, one of the things, yeah. And one of the things I love about that book, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Laurel, but was the idea of it depersonalizes a little bit the role by using the term archetype, which is really another word for a role. It's just a universal role that is in the collective unconscious. It gets into this whole psychology soul kind of contract thing, but it's, it's also real. It's a real, you know, Thing. So, so the de- depersonalization of it helps us to look at it more objectively and allow us to, to just look at the roles in a, in a more just straightforward way with less uh, energy drama or whatever around it, which is certainly helpful when we're talking about a highly charged topic, which it can be. <laughs> That's right. And, and for me, it is really what that book has changed my thinking about the longevity of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. you know, no different than a contract. A contract always has a term and expires, right? Yes, yes. And so it has really given me some new thoughts about 
a relationship, what I might've thought has run its course and it's time to leave. Now I think about, you know, again, the lessons of what have I learned through this relationship and am I okay taking my relationship lessons to the next level, right? Mm. And walking away, moving on from a relationship, knowing that it was a soul contract. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Laurel, I need to go back and listen to just a lot of what you said. I kind of <laughs> feel like I was able to take it in, but I feel like you said a lot of profound things. So I, I'm just gonna have to go back and listen to our episode a few times. <laughs> I love listening to our episodes. I can't wait I to too. listen with you. Okay, well, enjoy All your right. day. Thanks, I will. And I'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, 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 Bye listeners. for now, everybody. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Thanks for being here with us at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics you'd like us to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.